0: You're listening to High Shelf Gaming.
1: In this episode, Rich and I continue talking about Gen Con. We're going to focus on event registration, which is a big one whenever you're trying to attend Gen Con and have a good time at it. Give this a close listen. And of course, as always, give us your feedback. We love all of the notes on Facebook and Twitter and all those different places. So keep it coming. Quick note about the show. We just passed the 20,000 download mark wow everyone thanks a ton for that we're gonna do a giveaway uh we'll we will detail that in the next episode which is going to be our 100th episode tune in for that as well we're going to detail the giveaway i think we're actually going to do two giveaways super pumped about all that just loving the experience of making this podcast and sharing some knowledge with all of you and without further ado let's get going high shelf gaming is where we discuss tabletop gaming Everything from board games to role-playing games to gaming conventions. We provide reviews, strategies, tips, house rules, all in order to enhance your gaming and convention-going experience. Hey everyone, David here with High Shelf Gaming, and as always, I am joined by the conciliary Rich Wisniewski.
0: I am the young Pope, Rich. Because I am so conciliary that I am the young Pope, is all I can say. You know, is that really, you know, Rich Dictionary 101, conciliary means to me that I am your right-hand man. So if you said, Rich, we have got to knock this game off, Yes, and I've got to get it out of the world, I go get my Barrett fifty cow. Because even though I'm a Democrat, I live in Texas, we have guns, (laughs) and I will shoot that game. To yes. where that game will no longer live. Yeah. And I will be your conciliary. Was that in The Godfather?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, the that uh, lawyer that was taking Mario care of the... Mario yeah, yeah, Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. A conciliary. I will yeah. be your conciliary,
0: Dave. When Thank we're at Gen Con, Con, you just tell me what you need. That's I right. Will, I will always take care of your needs. <laughs> you you know, I'll is... go to my people, ask for a favor. Dear listener, yes. can I have yes. a favor? The favor is not for me. The favor's for Dave. <laughs> Dave needs a favor. If you do this favor, you will always be a friend of High Shelf Gaming. And with that comes some benefits. I can't really <laughs> go into those right now, but those benefits are there for you. So yes, I'm your conciliary. Yes. On a monopita.
1: On a Peter bread is delicious. Yeah. Pita bread. So... so Exactly. Yeah. And I think when we're in this mode of talking about Gen Con, because of course, this episode is all about Gen Con event registration. The most
0: hectic, terrible part of my day ever that happens once a year.
1: I know. That that day in May, typically in May, when registration happens, Do is... Do you remember that day in September?
0: In uh, May. <laughs> yes.
1: You almost want an inside... Man, you almost want a conciliary to... God, like, I
0: wish we had a conciliary.
1: I, you Who know, I think... Us to the top so, of the list. The, the VIGs, the very important gamers, they... Get a conciliary, basically. They get early registration. Oh, yeah.
0: They do. They do. By the way, when's this episode maybe going to drop? Because VIG opens next Friday for us, which is November 15th. We're yeah. sitting on a Sunday
1: leading so, up till Friday the 15th. So this will probably all drop in December, which I think is still before on the,
0: the cutoff for VIG. Yep, it closes on December 18th.
1: Yeah, this year. So, uh, folks, we're talking about dates and stuff. It changes every year, but it's always around the opens sometime in November, closes sometime in December. If you want to get a VIG badge, and you want to, you're putting in for a lottery. Really yeah. is what it is. You have to say, "I want the thing," and you put your name in the hat, and they draw however name, however many names are available that year. It is.
0: You know, I many. apply every year for that. Really? Yeah, I do. Just for the hell y- of it. You would drop I mean, the 600 Bro, I mean, yeah. if you knew how much I spent in New Orleans this past month in October <laughs> for the Halloween party I went to,
1: what's $600, right? Dude, I, and, I totally
0: blew way more than 600 bucks, and I got nothing
1: out of it per se like <laughs> VIG. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the VIG experience, I want one of us to get it just so we can talk about it.
0: You know, Larry got it one year and didn't <gasps> take it
1: whoa
0: yeah we all talk i said do it dude i was like just do it like, just do it, do it yeah. whatever blah, blah, yeah. blah. But we
1: need to bring we need to bring like uh, vigs if you listen to this episode and you want to come on and talk about your experience as a vig let us know we that could do like a whole super
0: interesting wouldn't that be cool i mean i i seriously just want it for hotel reg <laughs> i mean really just that's to get it. a good
1: hotel yeah it's
0: just hotel reg bro <laughs> but they have their own little vig area which i would totally superstar rock star in. Yeah. And you get free games, yeah. which I would totally pass out because my game is so damn full. Yeah, I, I, you know, we could do some Twitter stuff. We could oh, do that thing yeah. again. Where we're like, hey, meet us here. Get this game.
1: Yeah. So maybe we'll get VIG. Yeah, yeah. I want us to do it someday. But um, this is all about event registration for the rest of us, right? <laughs> you don't have VIG. The you you need strats. You need to get your act together. In order to get into the events you want to get into at Gen Con because there are 70,000 people that go to Gen Con and some of them want to play the same games you do. Yes. And there's just not enough chairs. Not enough seats. <sighs> in all I never those games. get
0: into a Firefly game. I, I try know. every year, and Dude, I never get into a Firefly RPG. Let's just let's yeah. define that as RPG because right? there are there's now the board game. Yeah, there's yeah. there's Browncoats and Brigands. Yeah, you can get into those. Yeah. but the
1: Firefly RPG. It seems like only
0: three <laughs> people
1: do it. Evaporates. Yeah. Well, and um Eclipse Phase was like that for us for a while there. Right. We kept trying to get into Eclipse Phase games, and those would evaporate. And it's like, all right, well. I guess we're not playing eclipse phase this year and there's there's so many games like that like we talked last episode about running your own games yes yeah, oh, so really everybody passionate
0: to be passionate about the firefly rpg and run a game i can
1: <laughs> <laughs> just flood the market with uh, yeah. firefly games yeah a lot of people bring their passion so a lot of times it's one or two people running a couple of events in that game and it's super easy to miss out on it but yeah.
0: I mean, let's be honest. For years, we would check. I'm the only guy running AD&D or basic D&D. Yeah. So I only run one game. Yep. And if you don't get that five or six seats, that's it. Yeah. It's not there. And the same thing happens to me for Firefly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And Doctor Who fills up really quick, even though it is run- by the Gale Force Nine folks, there's just such a demand for there's it. A huge demand for it. It just yeah. packs up. And by the way, yeah. if you're wanting to play Doctor Who, they run a great event. They have great modules. They have great game masters. Yeah. Um, you're playing with the folks that have helped write the games you're, <sighs> yeah. or write the books. You're uh, no look. I'm turning it into a commercial for Gale Force Nine. Sorry, about that.
1: <laughs> but there's there are so they many do cool events. There's so many cool events. It's like and, Eclipse and,
0: Phase and, when we play with their GMs. Oh,
1: Oh yeah, so folks, and, and the, we're talking about a lot of role playing games. Obviously, there's a ton of Magic: The Gathering games yes. and card games and yes. x you know, all the all the living card games yes. and the X-wings and all that stuff. There's tons of awesome games, BattleTech and 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 you know, Fighting the Skies and all that stuff. When you go to register, if you're, I I, w- I want you in the in this episode, I want you, dear listener, to have a plan and some contingencies some backup plans because registering for Gen Con is its own huge event. It follows the story arc, right? There's a rising action. (laughs) There's complications. There's a climax. There's falling action, (laughs) you know, like you don't get all the events you want and that's okay. Folks. I just, I'll start off by saying be resilient, right? If you don't get all the events you wanted on registration day, don't give up. Stay on it because Gen Con we have discovered something as they move forward, the event submission for folks like us that run games and the companies and all that, kind of stuff, they keep moving that calendar date forward, that means that on registration day, there's probably less than half of all the events that are going to get run at Gen Con are there on registration day. So if you don't get into your event on registration day, fear not, dear Gen Con goer, because more events get added and just we know this from talking checking.
0: to those folks yeah. that say, well, I got half my stuff put in yeah. for the main event registration, but they right. still had other events to enter yeah, and they just didn't have everything entered at that time. Right. And then there's folks that are just procrastinators and right. they didn't get things well, in yet.
1: Well, and remember also, Gen Con has a cutoff date to submit your events. And if you make the cutoff date, your event will be listed on registration day. But if it's after that day, those events are going to get in whenever Gen Con gets them in. Right. So, like, on registration day, you're only seeing the events that were submitted before a special cutoff day. Yes. And there's a ton more events coming. So just And let's give big love checking.
0: to Gen Con. That, yeah. that isn't a problem with them. Yeah. Because, holy crap, it's 70,000 people coming to play games.
1: Right. I yeah. mean, that is
0: logistically a nightmare. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just... The first thing I want to say is don't give up hope if you don't get your event, right? Message the people who run the event. Say, hey, I didn't make it into it. I'd love it if you ran more sessions. I have myself and maybe friends that would want to
0: Oh my play. God, I never thought about that, Dave.
1: Right? And they may say, cool, we can do that or no, we're tapped out, right? Be nice about it, that kind of thing. So so don't send an email that says, hey, jerk a <laughs>
0: you're only running two doctor who events and i would like to play could you step
1: your game up yeah that's not a cool way to do that folks that that would be a good way to not get participation not get buy-in from them yeah yeah be nice be professional strategy
0: wise friends and i'm talking not only just like real life friends but the most important thing friends within the gen con portal
1: Yeah, yeah. So Gen Con lets you flag each other as friends. Friends. And this is a critical component to our strategy when it comes to getting all the events we want. Let me pause here. If you're a solo rider, right, or it's you and your family, and there's not a lot of you in your group, that's totally fine. We have other stuff we were going to talk about towards the end of this episode. But listen to this part too, because as you go to Gen Con, you're going to be making friends. Right, you're going to be you're going to be adding people to your friend pool, and in GenCon you can trade emails and become friends with one another, and GenCon allows you to buy games for yourself and, and your who, friends and your friends. That's da, right, da,
0: da, 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 da.
1: exactly. And friends who buy games together stay together. Um, and oh well, there's a whole money thing though that becomes yeah. Important so let's let's t- friend, t- let's take a quick. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's unpack that a little bit. When you buy a game for someone else, Gen Con charges you for that game and odds are you're going to want to settle up with that friend. Right. So when we say make friends and have them added in the Gen Con portal so you can buy games for one another. This is awesome, especially when you get like five or six of you. You're all real tight. You trust each other with money. Yes. right? That's and I cool. I think that
0: number is four plus as you went five and six. I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah, It really increases your odds. I, you know what? There's probably a mathematician that listens to us <laughs> that can talk to us about odds. So, But I think somewhere around five or six, all of a sudden you really get better in yeah, the pool.
1: Let's talk, let's, let's take a quick step back and talk about the odds thing. Cause what's going to happen is you're going to go into the portal before re- event registration day, and you're going to list out all the events you want to go to right? You're going to give in your wish list, right? And you're gonna say, I like these events. I like these events. These mm-hmm. are the things I want. And then on registration day, you we're all sitting here looking at our computers and the registration clock is going counting down. And, and all of a sudden it goes zero, 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 zero. It is time. The button shows up. We all furiously click the button and we're all handed lottery tickets or not lottery tickets. We're all handed a, a number in line, right? And if you got a high number, Well, a lot of your events are probably gone, but if you got a low number and you go straight to your cart full of all the events you wanted to buy, then you got most of the events you wanted, maybe even all of your events. So registration day is this big crapshoot. It's this big lottery. And that's why we're saying your odds, right? When you have five, six friends that all trust each other with money and you're all are have in your cart, your shopping cart, buying Pretty much your games. Everyone
0: has the same cart.
1: Yeah, yeah. You have all your games, and you have all the games for your your, for your five, six friends. It's so a that's a potentially a lot of money on the line here, especially if you do True Dungeon.
0: That can work out to freaking hundred. I mean, what that could work out to eight hundred dollars a round. I mean, that's what I mean. That's what we do. We we end up buying ten slots at eighty bucks a pop. There's eight hundred dollars someone has to put on their credit card for one run, and we usually like to do two or three runs.
1: Right, and and most games are not that expensive, right? Most games are pretty cheap, but yeah, there are some pricey games in there that are highly sought after, and when you have five or six people that are all going to registration day with the same cart, buying games for one another, well, heck, that's five or six chances at getting a good number, right? That's five or six chances you're going to get those events.
0: You know, and even not only True Dungeon, it is things things that I've pulled for people are those limited seating events, too. That aren't expensive. Some of them, hell, are even free. Yeah. It's just, there's only so many seats that you can go watch Critical Role. Or you can go watch this person talk about that. Right. And, you know, getting those for your friends is really awesome.
1: I remember when Legend of the Five Rings, the card game, the LCG came out from Fantasy Flight. Limited number of seats. I wanted in so bad. And all of you put in for me. I really appreciate it. But, hey, we didn't get it. All those seats were taken. Right? There are some tournaments that just don't have enough seats, Right, and that's how it goes. You join communities and you try and buy tickets for one another, join friend groups and try and buy tickets for one another, but you have to trust each other with the money,
0: Yep. right? Because you money. might
1: be dropping hundreds, thousands. From- or more on all these games and you have to one, be comfortable with that. Like your credit card needs to be able to take that hit and you need to be willing or. That's a really good
0: question, Dave, you know, in hotel registration, we brought up, make sure your card is way past the date of the event. Right. And is, is red is available for that because you know, sometimes you can get a card that ends in 2019 but really yeah. your events in 2020, right. I'm not too sure that applies to the event registration, but I think I would apply that same rule just for safety.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they charge it right away, but you need to have a credit card that can take that hit, right? If you're getting into the pool, if you're doing the pool buy-in, you need to have the finances or the, the credit that allows you to do now, that.
0: How do we do the pool determination? I think that's a really good planning point about Google Sheets.
1: We all start a Google Sheet. That is what we do. We all go into Gen Con and we look through the events and, oh, there's so many really good guides out there. There's a, an events database that people take that database and put into other sites and other apps for Androids and iPhones that make it really easy to find events that you want to attend. Get all of those. Use all of those. We'll link them in the show notes. Those make it super easy to find the events and then you go through and we... Make a Google Doc. And I have all of the David G events and Rich puts all of his events and Rob puts all of his events. Rob doesn't put any events in, because Rob doesn't look at this stuff. But no, we our just other buy friends for <laughs> Yeah, our other friends put in all the events that we want. And the cool thing about the Google Doc is I see. Oh, Rich, you're going to go play freaking Fireball Island? I want in on Fireball Island. That
0: happens to me every year that I put all my shit in, and then I watch what everybody else is doing, and I go, oh, I'm going to join Ryan. Oh, I'm going to join Larry. Oh, I'm going to join Dave. And I only get that opportunity because we're sharing information. We're all not just sitting around trying to do our own wish list. We're all trying to create a database of what we want to do.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And so when we do our spreadsheet, we do it like uh, each column is a person and each row is a time slot like eight, eight thirty, nine, nine thirty. We do it like 30 minute blocks. Yes. I know that some events are maybe a little off of that, but we do it in 30 minute blocks. When you go through just as a hint, when you go through and you list out the event you're going to make sure you also encapsulate somehow the duration of your event. Cause when you list and you just say, oh, my event starts at eight. Ah, if your event runs till noon. Dude, you're playing Twilight Imperium, you're there till five. Yeah. <laughs> From eight to five. Yeah. A full hour, a full day's worth of work on Twilight Imperium. When that's a longer game, make sure your calendaring thing or your spreadsheet that you're using to share information shows the duration. Because if I say, oh, Rich is starting a game at eight, I want in on that, but Rich didn't show that it's actually a six-hour event.
0: (laughs) Not that that's ever
1: happened. Uh, Conflicts happen. That sucks, right? Right. So just make sure you list out the duration, the start time, all of that kind of stuff. And we always put in the event number so that it's super easy to search. that is a very
0: good thing to bring up. You have got to add the event number. You cannot just say Firefly RPG. You've got to put, you know, RPG ID 55128242.
1: Exactly, exactly. So with those IDs, I know what everybody's going to be playing. I can add those to my calendar if I want. But more importantly, I'm adding all of that to my wish list because they're all adding all of that to their wish list. And yeah, folks, that is what we do. We sit there and we make that spreadsheet. We share that information. That spreadsheet starts whenever they release the first run of events, that's when we start our spreadsheet.
0: Yeah.
1: Because we're already populating it with True Dungeon Runs or Magic the Gathering or whatever games we want to play, we're populating that spreadsheet with those games.
0: Yeah, event registration coming up this year is going to be May 17th, if I'm looking at the website correctly.
1: That's 2020, folks, so 2020, that's the date, but it's going to change for... Future years. So just make sure that you're on Fans of Gen Con, the Facebook group, or the High Shelf Gaming Facebook group. We post all the dates in both those places. Fans of Gen Con, dude, they do a phenomenal job posting all the dates and things They to have watch a concealer
0: for. area because they get yeah. all the data super fast.
1: <laughs> yeah, they do a great job. So definitely join that Facebook group and share information between your friends. I want to say, you know, our group has been really good about the money. But I can see other groups where one or two people are not great about money and they either can't float it, but they want to take advantage of the system. If your group, if your friend groups are fine with that, hey, let them ride on that on that train and and they'll get you back and it's all good. But then there's this other type of, of folk that is not good about paying back. Right. And this is one of those places where you got to kind of put your put your britches on and say, look, I'm not comfortable Buying games for this person because they're not good about paying me back on other things.
0: And then what if, and then, and, and, and again, you got to have the room to cover everyone else, because if you join the group and you get like 120 on the event registration, but you can't cover everything. You've got to be real about that. You've got to be real about the situation because again, you're buying not only for you, but for everyone.
1: Right, right. And if, yeah, if you're in a situation like, look, I can't float a grand on everybody's events or more on everybody's events. Just tell everybody, this is one of those things, right? This is money between friends. And that can work out great if you have good communication and you're honest about your situation. And you're honest about how you feel, how comfortable you are about buying events for other people generally, or a specific person that maybe you're a little squigged out about, right? You need to be honest about that. Your friend group needs to be okay to absorb that information. But if you have all those tools in place, you have all that great communication in place, you now get to benefit from having multiple Chances at getting a good number yes. on registration day and, and getting your have, events.
0: We have it worked out really well. And you know, yeah. when you go to set up your wish list, another thing that's really okay, the other thing we do is a conference call. Oh, yeah. So it's going to be, you know, May, blah. That we've right. got to all get together and hit go at the same time to get our right. listing and the thing. So we'll yep. do a conference call. And, you know, luckily we have access to things like um, WebEx or, uh, you know, Google Hangout or something along those lines. Oh, Discord around? Zoom. Yeah. Okay. Zoom, Discord. Get all on there at one time because after everything's in the wish list, the worst thing that happens is you have to set priority. That's a rough one because Dave's priority may not actually line up with my priority.
1: So I have done some research on the priority front and here's what the priority thing is for. If you're buying on your own, so solo riders, you've been listening, and maybe even if you're buying for friends, you might say, I really want this event. But I might not get that event. So here's two or three or four backup events.
0: Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna dig into that a little more. Because when I yeah. set up my wish list, you set it up one through X. Right. And what you want to make sure you get the first thing is number one. Right. And what you do second is two, third, fourth, sixth, all the way through X. To where normally what we end up doing is putting true dungeon yep. in those top one to three slots. And then we put, you know, whatever we want in four through six. And then we have other things that follow in seven, eight, nine. And then you put the things that are maybe the most easy to get, such as there's not like, let's say someone wants to go to a tournament, like with Fantasy Flight X-Wing. And they got got so many seats. Yeah. You put that as last in your priority. Do those really matter? Is that what you're saying? How does that
1: work? So my, uh, the research I've looked into it, um, my understanding is the priority is to resolve conflicts, schedule conflicts in your (gasps) personal schedule. Oh. So if you have multiple events at the same time, Gen Con registration bot will look at that and say, Oh. I see you have four listed for the same time, but this one is higher priority than this other one. So that's the one you're going to get. Okay, and the I feel a you like a real get.
0: dink now, because I always thought that was against other people, too. Um, because, you know, really, we because we do the spreadsheet. Right. And because we map out all of our times. Right. You rarely ever have conflicts.
1: Right. Right. Because most of the way you and I do it and the way the, the, our little community does it, we are sharing between one another and we all only have one event at that time slot.
0: Right. We never say,
1: we we don't do back. Okay.
0: So I first, okay. Maybe I want to do Firefly at noon on Friday, but if that's not available, I'm going to do Eclipse phase at noon on Friday. That just doesn't happen for us.
1: No, but that is the priority system. Right. 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 I never do that. Now we have observed registration day go act in weird ways where I don't get an, I'm an early number, but I don't get an event for somebody and then 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 somebody, somebody else later on comes and they gets that event. The reason why that stuff happens is registration day is chaotic, right? and, and people are registering for events and they're looking at their cart and they're saying, nope, I'm going to dump that event because I got into the event, but my friend did not get into the event. So we're dumping it.
0: Another great reason for having five to six people staggered throughout the time frame.
1: Yes, because those five or six later folks are coming in at different time blocks. And that's another roll of the dice on those same events, which might have gotten freed up in the last 30 seconds, last hour, last Mm -hmm. four hours. Registration day is a zoo and... What I see, what is what is available when I hit the market is going to be different than someone else. So having multiple friends go through and look for events for you and you, for me and all that stuff is good. It's all good.
0: And, you know, I'm going to say that even falls into the payment category. That people will hold hotel rooms, as we've talked about hotel registration, till the last, you know, month to two months before it actually hits. So they could have a downtown room and actually dump it the month before because they're not going. Whereas with the tickets, they're paying immediately, if I'm not mistaken. And yes. And that's
1: a reason not to hold shit. Well, yes, and... You can refund that. You can say, "Ah, we're actually not going to go. I'm going to release all those ga- those purchases. That now becomes credit back onto my account. Yeah, right. And to? and and you use that for future years or what have you. My point here is, folks, if you don't get into your events, keep trying.
0: Yeah, keep, run your wish list later.
1: Yes, keep trying because people are going to drop events and that might be free seats for you. You know, Gen Con, it's a little funky right now with the e-tickets because some events I can buy the entire run of, like um True Dungeon. I can buy right. a whole run of True Dungeon yep. all on my own. Yep. Other events you have to name every person that's gonna sit with you. Yep. Right? Hence and that friends, got us man. in trouble. That got us in trouble because we bought a Super yeah. Robo rally run and I listed Larry when I really should have listed someone else. And then we had to have Larry's badge there. So like some of these events, because you have to name everybody that's going to sit with you one, they have to be in your friends list because you have to, Well, name that's them. why
0: that happened is we right. had a problem with someone with two accounts, right? And they were, they weren't getting friended properly.
1: Right. But but either way, either way, like just know that when you go and buy a games for other people, if it's an e-ticket, that ticket is assigned to their badge and that badge better show up for that event. The paper tickets, you can just hand them around. So there is right now a benefit to doing the paper tickets whenever you're doing a game exchange-y thing after event registration. But when I buy it for Rich's badge, it is attached to his badge if it's an e-ticket. So Rich's badge better make it to that game. Yeah, (laughs) I'm going to stop there and just say that's how the system works. You can parse that and understand that the badge is what matters here. Right. If you're the solo rider, you have got to be going back and checking those events because those events keep getting added. I remember last year, our Telsorian submitted their events, but not quite in time for the cutoff. So their events got added months after registration day. I mean, just forever after registration day. So all the our Telsorian events showed up and then they got full. Right. But they kind of just randomly showed up one day. So you got to constantly be checking the event board right? To see for the addition of new events.
0: Oh, and you know, as we talk about your wish list and your cart, I'm just, I'm a little bit out of sequence here that you got to remember that you have to pay for your cart because it only holds it for a couple hours. Oh, right. So if you did get everything you wanted, but then you're like, oh, I'm just going to hold off and pay it later. You you only have like two hours and yeah. everything goes back in the pool. Hence why Dave even brought up resubmit your wish list later
1: in the right, day. Right, right. Oh, you know what? Let's 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 talk about the actual click, click, click of this thing. The page is going to count down. You're gonna go to the Gen Con registration page, you're gonna see this big countdown clock. It's gonna go to zero zero zero. A button should appear letting you submit your wish list right? If the button doesn't appear, you got to refresh the page. Oh yeah. And then hit the button by then you're late. Yeah. Just so, just so you know, folks, you're late by then. Um, but the button appears, you click the button, right? Some of us go straight into shopping cart. Some of us got a, such an early number. We load straight into the shopping cart. Some of us got into the shopping cart, but didn't load into it because the website lagged. What do you do? You refresh your page. When you refresh your page or open another browser tab and go in, instead of seeing a number in line, you're instead seeing your shopping cart, right? So you're no longer, what I'm saying is open another tab, right? Open another tab, go back in and look, and you might be looking at a shopping cart, right? That has happened. But- Critically, when you're looking at your shopping cart and there are things on there you want to buy, buy them. Do not resubmit your shopping cart.
0: Oh, I've never done that.
1: Oh, I did it once. Oh, man. When you when your shopping cart has won you events that you want to do, click the buy button. Go through the purchase process. After that, when you've paid and gotten a receipt and all of those things... Then you can resubmit your That's shopping cart. That's a carton. really
0: good point, Dave. Because we've talked about resubmitting to where I hope um, you know listeners have have gotten to this point. Because that is really important to say: buy what you got now and resubmit later. Don't right. just go resubmit thinking your other stuff is saved.
1: Right? No. No. Yeah. Exactly. Because if you resubmit your wish list. Before you buy, Gen Con says, thank you for releasing all these events back into the pool. Here's your new number, 9,402. Where you're way in the back of the line, all that stuff you just released is going to be gone. Yeah, right. that would be sad. And that is one of the ways that your friend that got like number 2,000 got some events that your friend that got number 20 didn't. Because someone accidentally released their cart and they did Oh, my God. And it. let's
0: talk about numbers. We have yeah. been at 5,000 before with people.
1: Oh, dude. I think Larry wins every year at like spot number 7,000 well, something. that's I mean, what like...
0: happens when you do dial
1: up through AOL. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, you you have know, mail. Having, having decent internet isn't a bad thing on registration day. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Okay, so Dave, yeah. We're at Gen Con, right? Yeah.'ve i I've submitted my wish list, I bought my cart. Yeah. I've resubmitted my wish list five times. Fucking Doctor, who's full? There's nothing I can do. It's, it's it, someone's bought every ticket, you know, you can
1: always still pop in with generics. one hundred percent. And if it's an e-ticket situation, you can just pop in. Oh, can you tell if it's e-ticket or not during event registration? Yeah, there's a little there's a little box that tells you if this event is an e-ticket event oh, or a paper ticket
0: event. Because yes, yeah. you do not want to show up with generic tickets at an e-ticket event, even though last year they did have it set up to where they accepted them, and I'm sure they will this upcoming yep. year. But that is me just guessing.
1: So, but what what they tell the e-ticket uh, vendors the the Game organizers that accept e-tickets—they tell them try not to accept generics. Try to sell them a ticket to your game
0: through which, the system,
1: through the apps, and all that stuff. So which yeah, works you're really gonna, well. When you go to GenCon, if you didn't get all of your events, which you probably didn't get every single event, which is totally fine. When you go to GenCon, still show up bring generics if it's a paper event and try and buy your way in. A lot of times there's a spare seat. I And you know what, dude? I almost always could take one extra person. Yeah. When
0: I run an event, I'll say five to six or whatever. But if a seven shows up, guess what? We'll work it out.
1: Yeah, yeah. figure it out. Yeah, we'll pull a seat in. Yeah, exactly. So if you're um, playing a board game, that may not work. Right. But like a lot of a lot of games, there's a way to get another person in there for yeah. sure. Um, And I think that, you know... Like one, show up with the generics, or if it's an e-ticket thing, just show up, right? And a lot of times you can just buy an extra seat to that game. And I would say that that's the other thing is if you don't get any events, let's say you tried everything. Oh my God, how
0: impossible is that? They have like over 20,000 events, but go on. But
1: the things you're interested in could have all been full, could have never, you know, let's say you got no events. You're like, oh, my Gen Con's going to suck. No, it's not. No, it's not. You're going to show up. And you're going to hit up the dealer hall and that's going to be fun. And you're going to go by that group that runs the events you really care about and say, Hey, I really want in. Right. And I just, I just want to play these games is all I'm interested in. They will figure out a way, right? Because we're all running the games we love. We're all setting this stuff up. They will find a way to get you in. Oh, I don't know if I'd go that far. I don't dude. I mean, like false hope. Dude, no, no, no. Like, true dungeon. Let's say you couldn't get a single true dungeon. Dude, if you hang around, there's oh, going to be Oh, yes, yes, yes. An opening, okay, right? Now, I like the way yeah. that
0: that got reflected that way. Yeah. That um, with true dungeon, you know, it's kind of like the single rider line. Yeah. You know, you show up to go, to, go on the um, Ferris wheel or you show up right. to go on the roller coaster and you hit the single rider line. Right. You're going to watch couples get in. You're going to watch groups of two, groups of four, but then there's going to be a group of three. Yeah. And you're going to jump into that group. Yeah. Um, may take some time. And I sure. think, um, you know, True Dungeon definitely has it set up to where I think they have that set With up. The, as they, a, have a, they have it a a very
1: formalized. It's really but good.
0: But Jiminy Christmas, if you showed up at a Pathfinder thing and oh, said, dude. I want to really play, you may dude. have to wait a while, but you're going to get in.
1: Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying is if you're here to play a thing, if you hang around, you'll get into the thing. Right. Especially if it's like a Pathfinder or Cyberpunk or Shadowrun, you know, these games where the manufacturer is running many sessions all throughout the day. If you keep hanging around, there's going to be an open spot because somebody's not going to show up. Right. Some gamer last second couldn't make it or they had to go to the hospital because of food poisoning or whatever. And that seat is going to be open for you. And that is cool. So that I guess that's my point. I'm not yes. saying that like they're gonna like in magically invent chairs, but there will be there will be spots that open up because not everybody makes it last minute. Right. right? And this is the last thing I want to say for folks that are registering for events. Do all that you can to not ghost the event. Like oh, if you yeah. registered, please show up for the event. Because that person, um <clears throat> Rich, has made a game. Yes. And got up early in the morning to make that table come together. And then when nobody shows up, it's the saddest thing in the world.
0: It is a sad moment. Yeah. You have all your stuff unpacked yeah. and no one's there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So try not to ghost oh, the events. Right. The other thing is, event organizers are measured by how many people say they're going to show up and then actually show up. So if you say you're going to show up, but don't show up, that looks bad on the event organizer, right? So uh, do them a solid and show up to the event or release the ticket. So someone else can get in.
0: I think I will surmise event registration as you did earlier. It is such a story arc of preparation (laughs) Build up excitement, yeah, and then a
1: conclusion, and then a conclusion, yeah. <laughs> and yeah.
0: normally you're you're somewhat happy, but there's always a little bit of oh darn it, yeah, oh darn it, I didn't get yeah. that because nothing can be perfect. Right. And you know what? When you get there and you're doing everything, you kind of forget all that and you just have a great time.
1: Yeah, yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, like, there's just so much cool stuff that happens there. Even if you're only there for one type of game and that type of game isn't available in the mornings or whatever, and it's all booked up, that's fine. Because there's like talks and stuff those people give, right? You know, maybe you're not playing Pathfinder 2E right now or or whatever it is, but those game designers are in panels and you might really enjoy listening to their panels or DMs giving a ton of advice about you know, how to DM or or strategies for board games and all that kind of stuff. Like, there's so much cool stuff going on at Gen Con. Like, even if you don't get your favorite event, like, there's still reasons to go.
0: And there's great places to go for food, and there's great things to be had, even outside yes. of Gen Con with your friends.
1: Yes. Oh, yes. 100%. Yeah, so next episode is going to be the food episode, and that's going to be a good one. It's going to be a really good one. So I hope that... Um, you know, our solo writers out there, our big group friends out there that are doing all kinds of cool stuff. I hope you have, um, gleaned some, something from this and this has been helpful to you. If you have other hints, other tricks, other tips that we didn't say, tell us in the show notes, you know, tell us on the Facebook group, tell us share your
0: information to make my event registration, go better, please.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, this episode is improved by last episode. We did an episode about this a couple of years ago and people came out with more tips, right? And we showed up and learned even more, even after we've been doing Gen Con for years and years. And that has improved this episode. So like, if you have more to add to what we've already said, please do so. So the folks that listen to this episode get even more information from you. All right. Well, I think that's all we have. Rich, do you have anything else? No, sir. Okay. Well, everyone who's been listening, thanks a ton. And as always, have fun and play well.
0: May all your roles be crits.
1: Thanks for listening. This episode was produced by me, David Gillespie, with music provided by Taylor Gillery. Our web presence is managed by Amy Nelson, and if you like our style, please leave a review for us on iTunes. It's the best way to help people find us. Most importantly, though, feel welcome to connect with us on Twitter, our Facebook group, Discord server, our Friday night Twitch streams, and our website, all under the name High Shelf Gaming. We really look forward to talking and playing games with you.